NHL Stanley Cup playoffs, the Dallas Stars and the Seattle Kraken. This one's in Dallas, and it's on ESPN and the ESPN app. The NBA Conference Finals begin tomorrow in the West. It'll be the Lakers and the Nuggets in Denver. In the East, Boston will take on Miami once again. No surprise to the Celtics, says ESPN NBA reporter Tim Bontemps. Celtics know they're going to have to play at their best to get through the Heat and get back to the NBA Finals for a second straight year. The Celtics beat the Heat in seven games, including winning that Game 7 in Miami. But when Jalen Brown was asked about that after Game 7, he said that performance doesn't matter. And now what the Celtics need to do is wipe that away, focus in on what they have in front of them, which is to win four more games to back, get back to the NBA Finals. That's Tim Bontemps on ESPN's Sports Center. Off the court, ESPN NBA insider Adrian Wojnarowski reports the Heat have given the Bucks permission to speak with Miami assistant coach Chris Quinn. Bucks, of course, looking for a replacement for Mike Budenholzer as their head coach. And ESPN's Brooke Pryor in the NFL reports the Steelers are expected to re-sign quarterback Mason Rudolph. He spent five years his entire career with the Steelers, making 17 appearances. He's thrown 16 touchdowns and 11 interceptions. Kentucky Derby winner Mage is the 8-5 morning favorite for Saturday's Preakness. Mage the only horse running Saturday that also ran in the Derby. Coming up Tuesday, I'll tell you just how many games it's going to take for my Lakers to destroy Jay's Chicken Nuggets. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, 6 a.m. Eastern, right here on ESPN Radio, ESPN2, ESPNU. Team Talk on ESPN Radio, 1017 The Team. So the Lakers and Jay Williams Denver Chicken Nuggets. I like chicken. Hi, Scott. Hi, Sam. I guess a prospector makes chicken now. That's pretty good to know. I like chicken. Tweak. I mean... Well, I'm sure nobody's... I don't know if they use the Prospector anymore, but that was their old logo, and I I don't imagine him cooking chicken, but could be wrong. I can't imagine anybody's ever used that one before, the Denver Chicken Nuggets. Can't imagine (laughs) it's the first time that's ever happened. That's... Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, man, they, they give it to each other. Weekday morning, 6 to 10 here on 1017 The Team. It's why you should listen to it. you got a couple of guys who are former former athletes, and they, they do not hold back. They know how to how to poke each other. And Keyshawn's got the Lakers. Chris Canty's got the Lakers. And apparently, Jay Williams. And, and you know, us are, you know, now that the Suns are out, now we got to move on to, to the Denver Chicken Nuggets, who knocked out... The Phoenix Suns and 48 hours after the series is over, Matt Ishbia knocks out his head coach, Monty Williams. This news comes down. So we're we're here for the United game Saturday. Fantastic job, by the way, Scott. We've got a lot of compliments on your your highlights that we've been playing over the course of the show today. We're oh, di- thank you. We're, we're, I appreciate yeah, that. Scott filling in for Adam on Saturday. Uh, United 2-1 win over Monterey Bay. But, you know, the game's going on, and all of a sudden I get an alert on my phone that the Suns fired Monty Williams. And Yeah, we're texting back and forth after that happened. That shocked me, Sam. It really did. I, I thought they'd give him at least one more year. 
there aren't a lot of things in that happen in sports that really get me to have actual reactions beyond just oh wow okay that's a thing that happened or you know oh interesting whatever like there aren't a lot of things that that really get me to have a a, a big reaction but that was one of them even understanding all the things that are working against Monty Williams the way the last 3 seasons have ended now including back to back on your home floor in elimination games losing and just completely unprofessional fashion new owner comes in he wants to bring in a head coach even with everything that was working against Monty Williams I'm with you I thought he would get one more year I understand why It's not like he was a failure as a coach I mean he had some controversy along the way but his teams were winning No but this is what happens though this is what happens when you win. This is what comes with the territory. Uh, I mean, Vegas Golden Knights in the NHL, they're back in the Western Conference Final for the first time since 2018. And it, it, I, it, it was never to a point where you know they were a novelty being in Vegas, but you set that bar for yourself, and then when you don't get back to it, that's what right. comes with the territory. And the Suns, no, that's very the Suns have been on this trajectory, going undefeated in the bubble. Next year, go to the Finals. Then the last two years, at home, their season ends in the conference semifinals in a way that, you know, again, I mean, there are only so many adjectives that exist that we can say on the radio, and it almost was. It, it almost did come off as, you know, something that was not professional basketball. That all being said, I really did think that Monty Williams would get one more year where you do the thing of, okay, Kevin Durant came in late, and then Kevin Durant got hurt. He didn't play a lot in the regular season. Give these guys a full off season. Give him and Booker the off season. Try again to hug it out with Aiton and see if you know whatever these feelings are can can go away, and see if this group, which should be championship worthy, can go do it again next year. But this championship group or this championship worthy group will will do it now with a new head coach and there is some risk involved in that of you can bring in somebody who you know look for whatever the flaws were about Monty Williams whatever Matt Ishbia didn't like I I have to imagine it was more basketball than anything related I mean Monty Williams seems like one of the the nicest just down-to-earth dudes in 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 professional sports it had to have been just you know, not good enough basketball-wise, which that's, that comes with the territory in professional sports. I mean, I wrote a piece uh, for 1017theteam.com about this, and that was kind of the way that it wrapped up, is f- say what you want, good, bad, ugly, and different, everything in the middle, it all comes, like it or not, it, it's the, 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 the darker side of the business of professional sports that it comes down to wins and losses. And Matt Ishbia, f- from everything that we've, you know, th- this is... This is two quick moves now. I don't want to call them impulsive because, you know, that's got negative connotations to it. But this is two quick, you know, I'm, I'm, getting my, I'm getting my feet dirty moves here with Matt Ishbia. Buys the team, essentially brokers the deal himself to get Kevin Durant from Brooklyn. And now makes this decision to fire Monty Williams shortly after the series. So now... He's put himself right in the middle of everything center of everything that comes with the the pressure that's been put on this organization which again it's it's good because it means you're doing something relevant but whether he realizes it or not 
He's jumping right in the middle of it now. Okay, so you mentioned uh, Kevin Durant. He only played eight regular season games, of course. Uh, Chris Paul played 59 of 82 games. Did you realize, and I didn't until I looked it up, Sam, that Devin Booker played fewer games than Chris Paul, and that's your leading scorer? Yeah, he was they had he issues was all season long. And they were so st- for for them to just all of a sudden come and clean house. Fifty three games for a guy who averaged twenty seven point eight points a game. Guess what? That's a lot of wins on the table. And Chris Paul, by the way, only played seven of the eleven postseason games. Yeah, guys missing. So to blame it on the coach seems a little ludicrous to me. That's why I thought they were going to give him one more year. Then if they failed to produce, then you look at blowing out the coach. But I thought this was way too early. But it's his team, so he's doing, you know, he, he like you said, he's front and center. He's going to do what he feels best. I just don't know if that is the, uh, you know, calculated risk you want to take right now. At the very least, I mean, and I'm sure he understands this, at the very least, either be really good or be not as good but be interesting. And no matter how this works out, it's going to be interesting. Either he makes the right move and he's, you know, he's a genius and he's a hero and he sets a trend, uh, you know, he sets himself apart from other owners of, you know, I did this, not, not my GM, not my basketball ops guy. I'm the GM. I mean, this has vibes of of when Sean Payton came into Denver and like you know, it, Sean Payton comes in there and is essentially kicking down the door and saying, however things were done before, uh-uh, no more. Russell Wilson, you don't get in office. This X, Y, and Z, whatever. The difference is Sean Payton was was a coach, and this is somebody who went to the executive side. I mean, bottom line is this is un- this is unprecedented. We have you. Know, you and 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 I know and, and I get the irony of saying that as you know the home of the the, the home of the Dallas Cowboys, mm-hmm. but it is on. Unpre- <laughs> it is on. Un- yeah, outside of that, yeah, there aren't any too. There aren't too many things unprecedented when it comes to the Cowboys. Outside of that, it is unprecedented because uh, he's he's do, he's basically doing a little. Uh, fr- from what we heard. This was the report yesterday from Woj on NBA Countdown before Game Seven of the of the Celtics and the Sixers, and this what it seems like is happening is he's coming in there to be owner and stepping into a little bit of the the president of basketball ops side of this. Greeny, I'm told that Matt Ishbia, the new Phoenix owner, never really took to Monty Williams from the time uh, he was approved as owner. Uh, right away made the Kevin Durant trade with Brooklyn, which he largely negotiated and executed himself. And then after that 30-point loss in Game 6 to Denver, it was Matt Ishby again who effectively is running, overseeing basketball operations. Their general manager, James Jones, his influence has been diminished there. Mm. This is a Matt Ishby production right now, and this is a move that comes with risk. And Monty Williams, who resurrected this Suns franchise, they were laughing stock before he took over. Coach of the year, led him to the NBA Finals, franchise record 64 wins uh, two seasons ago. And then without Chris Paul, without DeAndre, and in that game six, lose to the one seed uh, Nuggets. And again, that was that was Woj uh, yesterday, given. Uh, you know, in reacting to this yeah, news after it broke. And he just mentioned who they didn't have in Game 6, and they lose by 30, but the emphasis was losing by 30. Because no matter who is or isn't on the floor, there is still no excuse for that, which circles back to, 
this is very what have you done for me lately and what right. Monty Williams has done, I mean, you, you can also make the case in what have you done for me lately of look at what the Suns, you know, Suns have been one of the best teams in the regular season, but in the world of, one of what have you done for me lately where it matters in the playoffs, that's what Matt Ishbia is going to look at. And, and Woj just talking about the risk involved of who you're going to bring in as the next coach, which there certainly is, because please, just... I, I, I get it, man. I, I get it. This is your team. This is your play thing. You want to do it. I mean no offense or disrespect by this, but please don't hire Bud. <laughs> please don't hire Bud. It's just it's 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 not it's it's not a good idea. If you're gonna well, go here, from, if you're gonna go from go one ahead. guy to the next, if you're gonna go from one to the other, Monty Williams to Mike Budenholzer is not the way to go. But the risk in this that, that I'm that I'm looking at now, Scott, is is uh, Woj mentioned James Jones, the general manager of the Suns. Three-time NBA champion, he followed LeBron around in the in the, the the previous decade. He won two in Miami and one in Cleveland, and he's been the GM of the Suns. I think he might have won Executive of the Year in the last couple of years. But to hear that 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 was the part that really struck me was to hear that minimizing influence from James Jones because as we're talking about all these guys, this is a big offseason for. Monty Williams, for Chris Paul, for DeAndre Ayton, for Devin Booker, for Kevin Durant. The one name that we hadn't heard until that report yesterday was James Jones, and it was only in the context of his influence within the front office is diminishing with Matt Ishbia, because that's kind of where I was looking at. This is a big offseason for him, too. And honestly, from a basketball standpoint, that's, that's kind of the guy that you want to have in your front office right now. I mean, not not every player that moves into that role succeeds, but I mean, James Jones has done has made a lot of the right moves with some of these role players the Suns have had over the last couple of years cuz he gets it. He was one of those guys. He was the million dollar a year guy, you know, because we need we need somebody cheap on the roster cuz we're paying LeBron or and Kyrie or Anthony or you know or, or uh, Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh. We're paying all these guys so much. We need, you know, some some cheap guys around us to play, you know, to fill a role. James Jones was that guy, so he's got an eye for it. And the Suns the he, he the Suns have to do that again. Like everything that you're saying is 100% right. That team that took the floor in Game 6, had no business winning that game. Now, they shouldn't have lost the way that they did, but that team was not winning that game because all the depth is gone, and you have to rebuild that. And that's where you would count on that guy, but if he's being pushed off to the side, that adds another layer to this. One thing I need to point out, Sam, we joked a bunch about, hey, it's internal when it comes to the head coach, but at the same time, in what is a player's league, didn't you get the uh, sense that uh, he was very well revered by the players? Oh, oh, oh absolutely. He he was. Then I, that's I, a problem. I would call him a player's coach. I would consider him a player's coach. Yeah, but but what I'm saying is, uh, it's a player's league where if the players kind of revolt against the coach, the coach is gone. I didn't see that in this situation. Maybe I didn't see what was behind the scenes. Uh, it was internal, but at the same time, uh, it, they played for this guy, and now they blow him out. How do the players feel about this? Because they're the ones that have to go out and win the games. Is the next guy going to be as likable to the players 
than he was? That, that to me, is a big question because it seemed like they had the right guy pushing the right buttons in that franchise, and now they blew out Monty Williams, and now, well, now we don't know what they're going to get. Going back to Friday, just to you know, to give you a sense, just to answer your question a little bit, going back to Friday, the day before Monty Williams gets fired, this was a report from ESPN NBA insider Tim McMahon. KD did make a point of saying that he enjoys playing for Monty Williams today, even after this game. That was interesting because I think that Matt Ishbia and, and the people that he's bringing in, you know, I think after this, you have to consider, hey, is Monty Williams a coach we want moving forward? But if Kevin Durant says he is and or if Devin Booker says he is, then I think he absolutely is. That's where you get the one more year because now you just set yourself up for failure making a decision that your top players aren't on board with. And, yeah, you're the owner. You're the yeah, – well, we think. But you're the owner. You're the guy uh, paying the money and everything. Hey, it's my toy. But at the same time, you don't want to piss these guys off because these are the guys that have to play, and they're either going to play with you or not with you. And not with you mean – uh, give 100% because they're getting their money, uh, play with you, they're going to try winning an NBA championship. And that's and, and that's part of the, the risk that you're taking as well because one of the it's things... It's a huge risk. Listening to those sound bites, it's more of a risk than it was when I said it was a risk at the beginning of the show. I don't know if I'm ready to go there yet, but what's, what's going to happen is, you know, a, again, a, a lot of this feels very superficial this is very you know we're getting you know we're getting humiliated on national tv you know we lose in the conference semifinals again one of the and i don't like the coach (laughs) the players like the coach but the owner doesn't like the coach there's where the rub is this also was not a shining playoffs for monty williams i mean I will I, I I will acknowledge that as much as I like the guy and I know he's gonna get another job somewhere and I thought he would I thought he should have got one more year. This was not a a playoffs for Monty Williams that he would want to you know that he would want to showcase. They mm-hmm. get you know we're talking about what the Suns were by the end of the series without eight without Chris Paul. Remember they get through most of that Clipper series without Kawhi at you know no, no Paul George the whole time and then Kawhi gets hurt. At the end of game two or, or the start of game three, and he's out for most of that series. But even as even without those two guys on the floor, Russell Westbrook was dancing circles around you. And it did not get better. The way that the Suns were playing defense in the paint did not get better when it had to get a lot better against a much more well rounded Nuggets team. Mm-hmm. I think you can have that conversation, but as we hear, not his guy. He wants to he wants to be basketball dude, and that's what we got going forward. This is a little bit more here from Woj on potentially what's next. Three years, over twenty million dollars left on Monty Williams's contract, uh, and they have a team now in Phoenix. That is going to be very limited. We talked about this the other night of how they can build off of this roster. I think Monty Williams knew that once that Kevin Durant trade happened, there was a additional significant pressure on him. And now there's pressure on Matt Ishbia and this Phoenix organization. As they go out into the marketplace, you can expect them to pursue big names. I don't think they're bringing in an assistant coach or somebody who hasn't been a head coach to coach Durant 
Booker, potentially Chris Paul uh, in that team. Uh, I think you look at names potentially like Nick Nurse, mm-hmm. uh, Mike Budenholzer uh, to start with among coaches who are available and our championship coaches. But this is a decision that comes with a lot of risk uh, for Matt Ishbia. Monty Williams uh, is considered and has proven to be one of the elite coaches. Yeah, James Jones did win executive of the year the year they went to the finals. And this is set up to be another offseason that could earn a guy executive of the year, but not if... Not if the guy who owns the team wants to be the GM and president of basketball ops. Well, here's the problem, Sam. If he goes in, he blows out Monty Williams, and even if the roster is a little limited, as Woj just said, what about next season? Is the goal to make it to the finals at the very least, and if you don't, blow out the next coach? Because now all of a sudden you've set the bar higher by blowing out one of the top coaches in the league. He's Scott Galetti. I'm Sam Hauser's Team Talk ESPN Radio 1017, the team. Coming up next, we're going to get back to the teams that are still playing. Sean Powell, NBA.com, going to join us next to talk about the Western Conference Finals. We'll get his reaction to this as well since he was covering the Western Conference playoffs, but mostly going to dive into a series with two contrasting seeds, two contrasting perceptions, two contrasting basically everything that exists about these two organizations. <laughs> Sean Powell, NBA.com, going to join us next year. We'll talk Lakers, uh, Lakers Nuggets and a lot more. Team Talk 101.7, the team.